Good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Red alert! They're up and running again. So smooth, so sweet, splendid, succinct, just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort or 1,000% of the time. How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears. Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wonder Goal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for this, our season finale, our first season finale episode, are my good friends and colleagues, BJ Cunningham and Anthony DeBundo. We just had a wild, wild weekend to close out the Premier League season, but now we'll shift our focus ahead to Saturday's Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid. Uh, This is taking place in Paris, Liverpool. They're plus 110 on the three-way money line. Madrid plus 250. The draw plus 265. To lift the trophy, Liverpool minus 175. Real Madrid plus 140. Anthony and BJ, like we've we've talked a lot about both of these teams in similar fashions, but also differently, right? Like we've known Liverpool, the price on Liverpool has been inflated all season long, but they kept winning. And we talked about how Real Madrid kept overperforming their metrics. uh, So the price was always a little inflated on them, but they kept winning and they won uh, from you could call non-sustainable or unsustainable styles, right? They came back to be PSG. They had a last gasp winning uh, effort against Chelsea in a comeback. And then of course the Man City game, which will go down uh, as one of the craziest Champions League comebacks ever. And then you look at the other side, you got Liverpool. It couldn't have been more straightforward for them in the knockout round, Inter, Benfica and Villarreal. So I think what, what ends up happening with these games, these champions, like these finals, cup finals, you, I mean, even when you think about like the Super Bowl or, or championship games, one-off games, they're outliers. Um, we talked about this a little bit before the Premier League final uh, weekend where it doesn't really matter what these two teams expected goals numbers are coming into the season or into this game, right? It, does, it just doesn't matter. This is a 90 minute or maybe a little bit more if, if it goes to extra time game of soccer. So you can really just throw that all out the window and, your raw handicapping kind of has to take over. You can look at the numbers and the metrics and what they tell you, but this is, you're not handicapping Real Madrid long-term. You're not handicapping Liverpool for long-term thinking, oh, I'm going to beat the market to a Liverpool fatigue thing, or I'm going to beat the market to Real Madrid overperforming. What you're beating, what you're doing here is just looking at one game, 90 minutes in at a neutral venue. And you're saying, all right, how do these two teams match up? And where's the value lie? Uh, So BJ, let's start with you. Are you tempted by either price here on the three-way money line or the price to, to lift the trophy? How are you playing this year's final? I think there's a ton of value on Liverpool to win this in regular time. There's a couple of things that are a little concerning. And yes, we can talk about the numbers, but the path that you mentioned for Real Madrid, it is quite insane. I mean, the first leg against PSG, they get completely dominated. It was like 2.9 expected goals to 0.4. PSG scores in the, the 94th minute go up one, nothing. Then they go up one, nothing in the second leg. And then Benzema goes berserk and scores three. And I believe he scored two and somebody else scored one and they beat PSG. Then they go, like you mentioned against Chelsea, go up three, one in the first leg. Then they go down three, nothing, and then get a goal, get an extra time and then win an extra time. And then obviously we know what happened with Manchester city throughout all of that. 
Real Madrid has created 10.9 expected goals and given up 14 against non uh, Shakhtar and FC Sheriff matches. So including the two inter matches from the group stage, they've scored 17 and allowed 11. So we're talking close to a 10 goal differential between what was expected. That's crazy. It's just insane. They are the Kings of Europe. You can, I wouldn't call their, I mean, obviously there's been some luck involved through their run, but their style of play really can set up for them for success in this match, which what they've tried to do essentially against both Chelsea and PSG and even Manchester city is sit deep and just look to hit them on the counter, which did work against Manchester city. It did work against Chelsea. And essentially once the match kind of gets chaotic or somebody scores first and it kind of opens up Real Madrid seems to play a little bit better. Now, can they do that again against Liverpool? I'm not so sure. But right now, we don't know the status of Fabinho. We don't know the status of Thiago, which is massively important for Liverpool if they want to do what PSG did to Real Madrid in the first leg, which is not allow them to get out in transition at all or create anything going forward. If those two are playing, I'm very confident that Liverpool can thwart off any type of counterattack that Real Madrid is going to throw at them much better than Manchester City did in that first leg when they were obviously down a couple of defenders. Kyle Walker was out. John Stones got hurt. And if you remember, uh, we had um, Bernardino playing right back and getting cooked by Vinicius Jr. I don't think that's going to happen here against Liverpool. Real Madrid, what's interesting is that Real Madrid actually played through pressure very well against both City and Chelsea. Only one of the four matches did uh, City or Chelsea post uh, over 30% pressure success rate, which is Really, really good because those two are the two of the three best pressing teams in the Premier League. Um, but with that being said, purely if we look at numbers, Liverpool plus 1.45 expected goal differential per 90 minutes in the Premier League, the most difficult league in the world. Real Madrid plus 0.72 expected goal differential in La Liga, which is a step, a little bit of a step below the Premier League. Liverpool's basically doubled their output. So I have Liverpool projected at minus 150 to win this in regular time, minus 234 to lift the trophy. So I'm taking the price in Liverpool at plus 110. I am going to wait until match time, though. I'm going to wait for the statuses of Fabinho and Thiago. I'll probably still end up playing Liverpool. But if those two are out, I think I will get a better price on three-way money line. Uh, The price to lift the trophy is a little too juicy for me. So I'm going to take a shot on them winning it in regular time because the run has to end for Real Madrid at some point. It's... Playing this type of defense will end on Saturday. We're, we're at the final, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we are at the final, but I mean, if even those matches, if they get pinned in with Cruz and Modric back there trying to defend, it just doesn't work. It's happened through every single stage of the Champions League. Those two back there, and Casemiro is obviously one of the best defensive midfielders in the world, but it just hasn't worked. So going against the attack, a team with the attacking prowess like Liverpool, and I said the same thing about Manchester City. Who knows? Maybe Real Madrid will luck box their way to the final and win this whole thing. I know Michael would love that, but again, I, I, you know, we have a saying on the show. At some point, we got to play numbers. I understand it's a final, but I got to play Liverpool plus one ten in regular time to win because I think there's just tremendous value on it. Yeah, I, th- I think you know, you if you look at the numbers, if you look at all the signals that the metrics are going to tell you, it's going to say you're probably going to bet Liverpool. But this isn't the round of 16. It's not like a group stage match. These aren't two teams playing in the league and you're trying to like figure out where they're going, trending up, trending down. This is a final, like you said. And I actually think there are some matchup things that work out for Real Madrid. The injuries are one, right? Like if, if Fabinho's out, if Thiago's out, that's big trouble. Then the fatigue issues that we've seen from uh, Liverpool. I mean, I test wise, you could see 
in that Wolves match, you could see against Aston Villa, you could see against Southampton that they they're at their, the end of their rope and you can't blame them. They've played 60 something matches this season across a ton of different competitions. So you're going to get at the very least, you know, Fabinho and Thiago, Virgil van Dyke, Salah, if they play, which we know that van Dyke and Salah will they're, you're not getting them at hundred um, percent. And then if the other two guys play, you're definitely not getting them even close to hundred percent. And then you look at, I think you, you talked about Vinicius jr. I think he can have his way with Trent Alexander Arnold, right? Like Trent, we, we know what, we know how good Trent is going forward. We know that he's a little suspect going the other way. Right. And yeah, he's not that great. Of a defender. Yeah, we, we saw what that's happened. a newsflash to some people. Some yeah. people think that he's this amazing, you know, type and, and, of right back. He's a great, he's one of the best ball progressors and creators from right back position, but he is not that good of a defender. And without, without Fabinho there to kind of put out the fire, if, if Trent is caught forward, like that's an issue. And without Van Dyke or if, if with a, you know, compromise Van Dyke, that's an issue. So I do think like if you're just breaking this down, because once again, this is a, an in a vacuum game, you get you get a couple of these outliers every season in every sport. You, I'm just going to take the price. I'm going to almost always going to take the price and I'm going to probably bet uh, Real Madrid here because they, they've kind of also shown in like moments like this. These kind of games come down to game management and winning in the in the weird moments, limiting mistakes and stuff like that. And. Ancelotti is such a, he's such a pragmatic manager in that regard. I mean, I watch it with Everton. Like he's, he like just knows how to, you know, get his team to do the right thing at the right time and to put out fires whenever um, it looks like they're, they have their backs against the wall. Uh, so I actually really don't hate just completely throwing everything out the window and going with Madrid because I, I mean, it's a cup final. Like this is, it's a cliche to say, but when you're betting, if you're betting a 38 game season, it's very, very different from betting a one game outlier at the end of that 38 game season as well. And plus like, is there going to be like some sort of weird hangover effect from what Liverpool just went through uh, in the premier league too, where they just gave everything to, and then ended up losing. One so, thing I'll say to that though, is this is a re- huge revenge spot, you know, with Liverpool losing to Real Madrid three, one back in 2018, the famous Sergio Ramos, did he injure Mo Salah? You know, I know there's a bunch of conspiracy theorists out there that he said did. he actually didn't hurt him, but I mean, Mo Salah wanted Real Madrid. He said that right before the final. He did not want to play Man City. He wanted Real Madrid to get... Well, there were. Of course he wanted to play them. Yeah. So you talk about... Although the right now, then, that's not the case. Yeah, fatigue. If, it, if they were playing, you know, PSG, yeah, I could say, you know, we can talk about the fatigue, but they're playing the team that just beat them, you know, a few years ago uh, and injured one of their best players in the process. So I think that they will be hungry and come out firing because this is their last match. I mean, you give everything you have for the final. So I, I kind of throw the fatigue out the window with the revenge factor. It could, yeah, no, it could. I mean, it could be, but that's, that's the thing. Like you, there's so much, there's so much here to kind of just jump into and to like sink your teeth into. And it, at the end of the day, none, none of it's going to matter. There could be a red card in the eight minute, right? Like we could see a crazy <laughs> goal. Like we saw oh, in that, I, Madrid, right. Think about I have, uh, I have referee stats for the prop section. Game? What was the Liverpool's goalie? Uh, Loris Carius. Loris oh, Carius. Right. Yeah. Right. You could see a mistake. Like, like those things will happen. Like that, that happens in a, in a, in a one game sample of soccer. Like, so it's going to be chaos. It's, it's a cup final. It's going to be in Paris. The crowds are going to be nuts and you're getting both teams at the end of their ropes. So I just, I trust Madrid in, in these kind of situations. Uh, not to mention they've got the most clinical striker in the world uh, going up against uh, what could be a, like I said, compromise Van Dyke. Uh, Anthony, you've been sitting quietly. You want to talk about your reds though? Yeah, my reds, you know, uh, apparently they're my reds now. We didn't quite get the, 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 the Premier League title. Uh, damn, 
great comeback from City. But no, I, I think when we get into this match, you know, I do have an England ticket, so I have exposure on Liverpool, and I don't want to bet them. I when when the final came out that Wednesday, comeback by City, and I was mad in the moment, and I was like, we're hitting Liverpool in the final. Like if they open plus money, I'm betting them. Well, a lot's changed for me in the last three weeks, last month, because I think, first of all, when you look at the number, Man City was plus 100, roughly, plus 105 at Real Madrid. Now Liverpool is plus 100 on our neutral. So clearly there's been some market respect for Real Madrid, given that we think that, you know, roughly Liverpool and City are pretty even teams. I think the biggest thing here is the fatigue. And I understand that it's one match and you can get up for one match, but in theory, they should have been up for Sunday against Wolves and they were flat. And I understand that they ended up creating almost three expected goals. A lot of it came very, very late, but they conceded over one expected goal. And really there was a lot of chances that a good, better counterattacking team would have taken advantage of than Wolves. I mean, they were multiple three on two kind of runs where the last ball was poor. The cross to the back post was bad. Uh, they had a lot of chances to rip this team to shreds and transition. And I think a lot of it was just one Fabinho was out and two, they're tired. Uh, Ryan O'Hanlon, a uh, friend of the pod, had Liverpool in the 95th percentile of pressing across Europe this year. Real Madrid, 40th percentile, as Charlie tweeted out uh, on Wednesday. Real Madrid just don't run as much, so they're not as tired. And they won their league three weeks ago, so they've been rotating, relaxing. They played a couple, they played a nil-nil draw. They played a 1-1 draw. They were rotating players in and out of their lineup, making sure everybody's ready to go. Liverpool has been going. Yes, they rotated for Southampton, but otherwise they played a cup final that went 120 minutes then they had to play two, you know, two hotly contested Prem matches with Villa and Spurs. Then they had the weekend against Wolves too, which they went all the way to the final minutes. So I'm concerned. And I think if, if their pressing is just a little bit off and Modric and Kroos have a little bit of time on the ball, Alexander-Arnold, I don't know how much of it is him not being a great defender versus he's just asked to get forward a lot and he's not superhuman. I mean, obviously he's not Kyle Walker to the, of, of a defender where he can get back, get in a position and always be there. He does fall asleep on the back post sometimes, but I think Vinicius is, is extremely live here. And we saw last year in the Champions League that Vinicius ripped apart Liverpool, and that was really what decided their matchup. Now, Van Dyke didn't play, so that's a big difference. But Vinicius is also much better. If you look at Vinicius last season, 3.2 shot creating actions per 90. This year, he's up to six. His crosses into the penalty area is up to three and a half. His passes is up to two and a half. Both are a full one and a half better in each metric. So he's getting the ball into the penalty area more. He's doing more production. He's, I think, a big reason why Benzema's had a career year at, what, age 35, 34? Uh, of course, Benzema's finishing has been insane, too. 15 goals from eight expected in the Champions League is insane. Uh, so overall, you know, I think a month ago, I would have happily bet Liverpool and said they're going to do what BJ said. They're going to smother them. They're going to press them off the pitch. It's going to be like the Chelsea second leg where Real can't do anything, and Chelsea or Liverpool would just dominate, create way more chances and probably win because they're going to take more of those than, you know, on average, generally, of course, you know, variance can happen, but now I just don't know because if the press is a little off, Venetius gets up the, in the channel and Benzema does his Benzema things. There's a very clear path here for Real Madrid to sit back, wait, let Liverpool have it, let Liverpool control it, wait till Liverpool runs out of gas and then create one, two, three attacking opportunities and then win this match or even just get it into extra time which, you know, if we get into extra time, we saw Liverpool was extremely dead in the extra time against Chelsea. I think it's a very real possibility. I think the longer this match goes, the more I like Real Madrid. I think I like Liverpool early because they come out firing, pressing, running. You know, maybe there is that, that revenge angle. 
And I understand Liverpool have conceded early, but there's been some kind of fluky goals in there. But as the game gets longer and goes deeper, I think Real Madrid looks fresher and has a chance to take advantage. So, yeah, I have not placed a wager on this match besides the prop, which I put, which I will get into in a second. But I'm, I'm really excited for it tactically. I think it, given the state of Manchester City right now with all their injuries, it almost sets up for a better final with it being Madrid. And I would not have said that three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also refreshing to have it teams from two different countries. And yes. so we'll get that that atmosphere going. You touched on something I want to bring up, which is the Liverpool's given up the first goal in four matches in a row in the Premier League. And we're not talking, you know, and, and the Wolves one sure was fluky, but they just turned off for a second, right? A long right. ball from, from Jose Sa. They turned off for a second back of the net. Uh, Southampton was a weird Southampton, Yeah. And then Villa. Villa was fine. Yeah, it was a set piece. And, and then Spurs, right? Like, so, so yeah, four that matches. Was late, but yeah. yeah. But still, but four matches in a row where they've given up the first goal. Um, Real Madrid's plus one fifteen to score first. I was hoping that number was going to be a little bit, a little bit higher than that. I'm not going near it, but I just was like, God damn, because I, I've I've been talking about those those Liverpool. Uh, you know, we saw it with Dortch City a couple you know months ago too, where they they gave up the first one. It's almost like they need that to get like dragged into the game because they've they've just been so accustomed to to rolling teams. That's a dangerous dangerous game to to play uh, against a team like Real Madrid, and, and I think. Like I said, going back to just like the tactics and the matchup there, like you, you touched on it, Anthony, how, how many opportunities did, um, you know, Huang and, and Raul Jimenez have if they, they were just a little bit better, if they were, re, if they were Korean. Yeah. They're not very good players. Yeah, like they're yeah, just exactly. not good. Right. So like, it's, they get scary. I mean, exposed. Wolves had, there were two opportunities in the second half and there was the Kanate barge when he kind of like elbowed him yep. over. And I was like, that's kind of a that pen. Any, any other day, any other team, that's a penalty. Yeah. Yes. Oh, most of the time. Exactly. Yeah. Liverpool still haven't conceded a pen all year, by the way. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I, it, it, I know. They made so, it a whole season, which is crazy yeah. to think about. And, and I'll, 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 one thing I want to mention, Real Madrid went the entire La Liga season without getting a red card. So the minute that Sergio Ramos leaves... The red card issue stops. No, I mean, That's that surprising that... that Casemiro didn't get one the whole year. I know. I, I saw that well, the other day on Twitter. I was and, like, and, oh, my. And you go back to the, the officiating. I mean, the second leg against City, Casemiro should have had multiple yeah. yellows. And, and the reason, he, you know, they kind of kept putting it off, giving him the first one. And then he had multiple yellow card challenges that were not given yellow cards. Uh, and so I think, you know, that plays a huge role into this because if Casemiro gets an early yellow, that dramatically affects the ability of of Real Madrid to defend and to take transition away, transition opportunities away from Liverpool because they're going to get some of those too. And they're just as good, if not better than Real Madrid in those opportunities when they get to break into space, especially somebody like Luis Diaz, who I think is it's pretty clear is benefiting from the fact that he has the fresher legs right. compared to his teammates like Salah, who has cooled off. I mean, he almost lost the golden boot. He got a, a fortunate goal late, but he almost blew the golden boot race and fell off considerably. If you look at his production numbers, in like the last 12 to 15 matches of the season. All right. So, I mean, it sounds like we'll, we'll wrap up uh, this neatly at the, at the very, very end of the show. But for right now, it looks like, you know, BJ uh, is standing over there with his man, Jurgen Klopp. Anthony yep. and I are, are probably looking the other way. Uh, let's get into the normal one. Market. Let's get up into some prop markets. Uh, I'll just throw, throw one out there. You guys could tell me. Uh, yes or no, just to start here. And then we'll, maybe we'll talk about some anytime goal scorers. And then I know you two both have uh, some you want to talk about. Uh, both teams to score. Uh, this is a pretty popular uh, market that people like to play. Yes, minus 165, no, plus 135. I don't think there's much value in either way. I, I would I would lean towards the no, because like BJ said, like there is a chance here that if Liverpool does show up and they are their best version, we could see just a completely swarming you know, Liverpool clean sheet. So rather than if you're going to say both teams to score, no, I would just 
bet Liverpool to win uh, via clean sheet if, if you're looking that way. Um, anything for you there with both teams to score, BJ, or any other props you want to discuss before? Yeah, I'm, I'm passing on the both teams to score, especially in a final like this, Real Madrid. I mean, there's there's a couple exact score props that I, I kind of like. The one I like the most that I'm, I'm showing a little value on um, in terms of my projections is Liverpool to win 3-1 is 15-1. to I have that projected around uh, a little over 11 to one. So I think there's some value there. And another one I really like, there's actually two in terms of uh, anytime goal scorers. If Luis Diaz starts, I love him plus 230 to actually score. I mean, point, he had a 0.4 XG per 90 minute scoring rate in the Premier League, scored twice in the Champions League, obviously has been a huge bright spot for Liverpool, basically take, has taken Firmino out of the lineup. I don't know if he'll actually start though. I mean, they might go with the patented Jota, Mane and Salah. And if they do that, then, you know, you obviously don't play a sub to come off the bench and score. But if that's the case, say, you know, Jota, I think it's, I think you have to start to, for those props anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then last year I bet Fernandinho to get a yellow card and Yeah, he didn't start. So the bet was voided and then he came on and got a yellow card and I was like, I should get paid out for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't count. yeah. And then if, if the, the latter is true, if they do start Jota in the middle, him, I believe he's around uh, plus 200 to score at any time. I love that price on him. His, I mean, he's one of you, I think he was the big, one of the biggest underperformers in the premier league in terms of XG and actual goal scored. I think there was about a three or four goal differential between his expected and his actual. So obviously if he starts up top, I, I love him. There's a couple defenders and this is like, I'm right going right down Lee Boff's, uh alley here, but uh, I don't hate Eder Militao or Virgil van Dijk at eight to one Konate if he starts or Matip at 12 to one to score. If you look at Liverpool and Real Madrid's numbers off of set pieces, I mean, they're pretty average. They're not that great. They're on 0.1 XG per set piece, which is pretty much average right down the line. So, um, and obviously we've seen Real Madrid score how many times off of crosses. I understand that most Benzema has been on the end of most of them, but Again, I don't hate taking a shot on one of those guys as an anytime goal scorer. But yeah, other than that, exact score three to one at 15 to one. Luis Diaz to score anytime plus 230. If they start Jota, then I'll take him at two to one. And then yeah, throwing some uh, small darts on Van Dyke, Kanate, Matip, you know, Militao uh, to score at, at high prices. My tips on a, on a goal scoring run right now. I, I'm always with you. Canate scored twice in the champions league too against Benfica yeah. and Villarreal. So I like, I mean, you're looking at first goal scorers too. Like Joel Matip is 35 to one Van Dyke, 23 yep. to one, which is short, but like you, you're getting, like, when you, I like for first goal scorers, especially I like to target those, those big center backs who will be coming up on, on corner kicks or someone who will take some sort of some, some set pieces like Andrew Robertson, 35 to one is interesting. Trent Alexander Arnold's 35 to one for first goal score. Those, I think those are good numbers because off of a direct free kick, I mean, uh, you, you don't hate their chances. Um, I do also want to talk about uh, Kamavinga. I don't think he's going to start, but if you can get like a live prop on him as an anytime goal scorer or the next goal scorer when he does come on, like, cause of it, what kind of what Anthony was saying, right? Like if you look at this Liverpool team and, and we're getting to like the 70th minute, it's a tight game and Ancelotti uh, switches you know, subs out off Cruz for uh, Kamavinga. I mean, that guy can just fly and he should be able to at least create a chance or two uh, just through his pace alone. I mean, if he does start, I like him obviously for any time goal scorer or first goal scorer as well. Uh, Anthony, what, uh, what props are you targeting? Yeah. So if Tiago plays, I'm going to be betting him to get a yellow card or to get a card at plus 300 for sure. Uh, Tiago, just his style of play and generally how he 
likes to get stuck in in these types of matches. He likes to kind of impose himself early. It's a noticeable thing when you watch Liverpool. Their press is very dependent on him being willing to take a tactical foul or two. Same thing for Fabinho, but the price isn't there on him. So if Thiago starts, I'm going to be betting him at plus 300 to get a card. And I think it's just a matter of Modric and Croce are going to be trying to turn him and get him in right in bad situations. And then he will take the foul or put the hard tackle in. So that's where I look. But my favorite prop and one that I already bet is Vinicius Jr. over shots on goal at one half. So he just needs one shot on goal at minus 120. And the reason I'm playing it is I think that this sets up in a situation where Klopp might even be okay with the trade-off of the fact that, look, we're going to press high. We're going to create more chances than you. We're going to win the match that way, you know, unless variance gets us. And yes, we're going to leave space in behind. Vinicius is going to have a chance to run at Van Dyke all day. And Van Dyke's very good. I expect Van Dyke to win a lot of those battles, similar to what Kyle Walker was doing in the semifinal before he went off. Remember, it was after he went off that City kind of fumbled the bag a little bit defensively. So overall, I think when you when you look at it, Vinicius at minus 120 to get a shot on target is pretty good value for me. You, you figure Real Madrid will get about eight to 10 shots in this game on average. And so I like uh, the over there. I like to think he'll get one of them. One thing I want to mention uh, just from in terms of props, the referee for this, it's Clement Serpin, who is a referee in France. He has refereed six matches in the Champions Well, I guess in France, he averages about 3.8 yellow cards per match, which is right, right basically in the middle. The Champions League, he's given out uh, three red cards. They've came all in the same match. If you remember, it was the Porto. It was about to guess Porto Atleti. And second leg where every just chaos ensued in the final you know, a few minutes or whatever. But he did referee the 7-1 Bayern beatdown of Salzburg and then the first leg of Chelsea and Real Madrid. He gave out two cards in that match. So I'm not sure. I haven't seen any props in terms of over-under for yellow cards right now. Um, but I, depending on what the line is, I don't really think there's much value because I don't think we have a Mike Dean type situation here with the referee. So I don't think we're getting much value based on who the referee is. And a very happy retirement uh, to Mike. Yeah, team. happy. Well, he's going to be VAR now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, even better. So, so uh, you know, we, we do wish him the best. He gets an even better chance to inject himself into the match. And give, and give Tottenham every break possible. Noted That's Tottenham such a fan, such a Mike narrative. Dean. It's true, though. BJ, BJ, can, a, we get a, can we get an official statement on Spurs getting top four? It sucks. I'm sad. I mean, it, I, it was at the Newcastle match sunk us. It was... There was no chance that Norwich was winning. Whoever said that they would rather play Real Madrid than Norwich in the final should be, I don't want to be mean, but they well, I mean, It was a huge, huge upset for, for Tottenham going to Carroll Road. And, and yeah, Nor- they, Norwich I, plus two, I think I gave that on this podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I, whoever says I'd rather play Real Madrid than Norwich, I kind of want to punch them in the face right yeah, now. If, it might happen. It might happen. We could probably set that up. Uh, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. The Champions League final. Uh, I'm going to ask each of us to take a stand on our favorite bet for the match. BJ, uh, let's start with you. Liverpool plus 110 to win in regular time. I have this projected at Liverpool minus 150. Purely based on the numbers, everything points to Liverpool. Plus 1.45 expected goal differential per 90 minutes in the Premier League, which is the best league in the world. Real Madrid plus 0.72 in La Liga. So Liverpool has basically doubled Real Madrid's expected goal output. I, if Thiago and Fabinho are both playing, I, I really, really like Liverpool. If they're both not, I'll probably end up still playing Liverpool, but I'll probably wait to <laughs> closer to match time. But again, this all points to Liverpool for me. So uh, love the Reds, love Jurgen Klopp, and I think that they're going to get revenge from the 2018 final. I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I, I like Real Madrid. 
I, I would play them, you know, if you either way, the 90 minute line plus 250 or to lift the trophy plus 140. In situations like this, the numbers, the signals, they're all going to point one way. Uh, but there are some under the radar things or under the hood things that you need to keep an eye on for Liverpool. We've talked about the fatigue. We've talked about the banged up uh, important pieces, especially in the spine, right? Tiago, Fabinho, Virgil van Dijk. They're not going to be hundred percent. They all played down the middle. Uh, and I do like the matchup for uh, Vinny Jr. Going up against Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think that this game could have some chaos and that, helps the underdog uh, in most situations. So plus 250 on Real Madrid, a team that has shown that they can handle big moments. They know how to navigate their way through, uh, you know, turbulent parts of matches and ties and a great manager, Carlo Ancelotti, Everton legend, Carlo Ancelotti. So I'm going to go Los Blancos, the Kings of Europe, Real Madrid. Anthony, what about you? I'm taking Vinicius Jr. Over a half shots on goal, minus 120, DraftKings. I think Vinicius is in the midst of, of a leap year. He's taken a huge leap at age 21 to produce 5.9 shot creating actions per 90, 3.3 carries in the penalty area, 2.4 pass into the penalty area, all almost double and, and about 60% better than what he was doing last season at Real Madrid. So you've seen a clear increase from him. You also have a Liverpool press that has not quite been as effective since they've had a lot of fatigue issues. They also have midfield concerns like BJ mentioned. And so I'm going to go with Venetius to get a shot on goal at minus 120. I do think he has a good matchup with Alexander-Arnold, and I do think he will be the focal point of this attack, trying to get the ball into Benzema and then getting shots off himself when given the opportunity. Venetius' finishing has always been a red flag with him in the past, but he's improved in that department as well this season. So I'm going with the over a half shots. And that will do it uh, for another episode of Wonder Goal. It's been a wonderful season with the two of you, BJ, Anthony. I thank you both for joining me on this journey. We'll probably be back here and there over the summer. Maybe we have another Fabrizio Romano interview or something crazy like that. But barring that, uh, we'll see you guys later in the summer, probably sometime in late July to preview the upcoming Premier League season and talk about, you know, maybe Frank Lampard's Everton gate crashing the top four. But until then, best of luck with your bets in the Champions League final.